I think the problem is, is that I see people wanting more education, wanting more experience, wanting more certifications, but not actually knowing what their next step looks like. And if your next step doesn't require the the things that you think you need, or if you're getting certifications or things in the wrong areas that aren't going to help you to get to the next step, then what are we doing, right? <laughs> we need some kind of destination. You're listening to the Rich and Hired Podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rich and Hired podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because this is one of my top asked questions, which is, do I need more certifications and experience to get my next role? So I try to break this down for people when they do ask me, but I wanted to do a whole episode on it just so that I could give you all the details and all of the questions that you can start to ask yourself to decide, do I need to get more certifications, more education before I make my next move, or can I go ahead and just go for it? So I'm super excited to share this today. And as a reminder, if you're listening to this episode right when it's released, we are doing a big enrollment session of my coaching program, the Career Clarity Booster. If you don't already know, this is my signature group coaching program, and it is designed to help mid to senior level women to up-level their careers, their lifestyles, their mindsets, and their bank accounts. And a couple times a year, I have these big enrollment sessions where we have bonuses and lots of fun things that we're offering. So if you're interested in learning more, make sure to check out my website, chelseastokes.com ccb. And if you're listening to this episode later on, you can certainly check out to see what we got going on. But the program is amazing on its own. We just have some extra fun bonuses for these big enrollment seasons. And I'm so excited for those of you who are going to join. So I get this question a lot from people and it's usually that they are thinking about a career move, but they're just concerned that they don't have enough experience, education, they need more certifications. And it's funny because even though I do mainly work with women, I have worked with some male clients. I do work with male clients. I think a lot of people think that I don't work with male clients, but I do. It's just that I have a more feminine approach to coaching and a lot of the issues that I work with clients on are usually for female identifying clients. So I definitely do work with men and I never get asked this by my male clients. My male clients are never concerned if they need more experience, if they need more certifications, if they need more education. And this brings me back to a statistic that I believe I have shared on this podcast before, which is also, I don't know if you can hear June in the back, but she's <laughs> she's settling in. Um, I've shared this before, and it is that women statistically only apply for jobs when they are 100% qualified. And men typically 
statistically apply when they're 60 to 70% qualified. So again, this is a general statistic, but I do just anecdotally find it to be true with my clients that, you know, they are my clients are mainly women and they are very often looking to be 100% qualified for jobs when it is shown that you only roughly need to be 60 to 70% qualified. That being said, there are times where maybe you do need certifications or you do need certain skill sets. So I'm going to just, again, break down in this episode some things so you can start to evaluate what you can maybe start to think about in your own career. This certainly isn't going to answer maybe all of the questions that you have around this, but I think it'll be a really good start to you starting to understand if you can make that career move or if there's some things that you need to get in place now to go ahead and go after your career goals. So there's four things that you can start to think about when you are thinking about getting more certification, experience, education, whatever it might be. And the first is, do you know your next step? Do you know what it looks like? Do you know what job function you want to go towards? Do you know your path? I find that most people aren't really planning their careers, or if they are, they're doing it a bit haphazardly. I know when I was a recruiter, I was letting my career happen to me based on what my manager decided I was going to do. They promoted me roughly on a yearly basis, and they would just tell me, hey, this is like the next role, and that's basically what I would do. I never really thought about, did I want to explore other areas of HR? Did I maybe want to move internally in the company? I never really thought about that. And I think that that's something that is so lacking in careers today. And it's something that I work on my client with my clients on quite often. But I think the problem is, is that I see people wanting more education, wanting more experience, wanting more certifications, but not actually knowing what their next step looks like. And if your next step doesn't require the, the things that you think you need, or if you're getting certifications or things in the wrong areas that aren't going to help you to get to the next step, then what are we doing, right? <laughs> we need some kind of destination. And I often define, you know, your next career step as this like destination that we're putting in the GPS, right? If you're going to get in a car and you're going to go somewhere, if you don't know where your destination is, you're just going to be roaming around the roads for a very long time. And certainly that can be fun in some sense. I know I love like just getting in my car and driving somewhere sometime and not knowing a destination. But obviously you're not going to be able to get there as quickly or as efficiently if you don't have a destination. So we want to know where you're going next. And so I have broken down in previous episodes some things about career clarity and how you can start to get career clarity. That's a really big question. So I'm not going to be able to necessarily answer that in a podcast episode or this podcast episode. But you definitely want to start to think about things like what is the job function that you want to work in? What is the job level that you want to work in? What are the job titles, the salary band, and the industries? So those five things are really going to help you to figure out that next step. Once you can figure out those five things, that's going to help you tremendously because what this allows you to do is look at job descriptions and when you start applying to actually know what jobs to apply for that are fit for you. But if you're thinking about education, certifications, and experience, then you can use those job descriptions as a roadmap to figuring out, okay, what certifications do I need? Do I need to get another degree? Do I need more experience? So that's why I say to focus on those five things, and I'll repeat them again, 
job function, level, salary band, industry, and job titles. Those five things are really going to help you in looking at job descriptions. And we basically want to base the actions that you're taking to kind of elevate your experience around the job descriptions. Because I hear, for example, a lot of people say, I want to go back to get my MBA because I think it's going to make it easier for me to get a job. And there definitely are a ton of advantages of getting an MBA, right? You have a network, you're getting education, all those good things. But at the end of the day, getting an MBA is not necessarily going to help you with job search strategy or getting a job if you don't have things like, again, clarity, having a personal brand, job search strategy, all those things. So, And a lot of jobs don't require an MBA. And so if they don't require it, then they're not going to be using that as a way to filter out candidates. Now, if you do start looking and you say, I want to apply for, you know, certain jobs and it does require an MBA, then yeah, you might want to go and get that. But you don't want to waste your time spending money, resources, energy on more education, on certifications, if they're not something that's actually going to help you and help to propel you forward. So again, the first step is to get clarity on your next step, to know your next step ideally, or at least as close as you can get, and look at those job descriptions and say, okay, are they calling for certain certifications? Are they calling for a certain experience? Are they calling for certain education? And then you can use that as a guiding light to figuring out if you want to spend time in those before you job search. Now, the one thing I do want to harp on a little bit is the experience because often you'll see, you know, requires five to seven years of experience, eight plus years of experience. And I find that my clients get caught up in hitting that number exactly. Like for example, I once had a client who saw a job and it said eight plus years of experience. And she's like, well, I only have 7.5. And I was like, what are you going to get in that extra 0.5 that you're missing that is going to like absolutely like change your whole experience for this job? If you're roughly within a one to two year area of what they're calling for. So for example, if it says five to seven years of experience and you have three to five years of experience or three to nine years experience, so I'm adding two and minusing two on either side, then you likely have enough experience. I've even had clients who had technically zero years of experience get hired for jobs. Like I had a lawyer that went into HR. She never worked in HR, but she was able to get a job there. The job that she applied to, I believe, asked for five years of experience. So I have many examples of that where my clients did not hit that experience mark exactly. So I definitely want you to think about that because Again, 60 to 70% qualified is what we're really looking for. You don't have to hit every single mark. If you do hit every single mark on a job description, you're actually probably probably overqualified and you're going to get super bored in that job real fast if you are 100% qualified because there's going to be no room for growth. And hiring managers typically don't want to hire a client that's 100% qualified because again, that client, that candidate is going to outgrow that role really quickly. And retention is a big thing with, with hiring. They want people who are going to come into the role, grow into it, eventually, of course, ideally be promoted and move out of it. But a hiring manager doesn't want to spend all this time training somebody who's just going to want to leave the role in a couple months, right? So we want to make sure that, you know, when you're looking at jobs as well, that you're hitting that sweet spot of you have some growth, right? You have some room to grow into it. 
but you're qualified enough that you can get it. So the one thing about the experience section, again, looking at that, you know, seeing if you're roughly within that, you know, minus two plus two, right? So if it's three years of experience, that would mean if you have one to five, you're in a good area. That's one thing you want to look at for that experience part. The second thing that you want to look at is how big is the gap between the things that you would need and how would you fill it? So what I mean by that is once we kind of do that first step of, okay, we know that we want these kind of jobs and they're looking for these kind of certifications. We want to look at that and say, okay, if you had to get a certification or you had to get more experience in this area, how could you go about doing that? Where would we look? What are the resources that we could look at? So for example, I'll go back to that lawyer I had who transitioned to HR One thing that she didn't have experience with was applicant tracking systems and some HR processes and procedures. So we went to LinkedIn Learning. I do this a lot with my clients. LinkedIn Learning is a great tool. And we were able to get some certifications and experience for her there. And some of these courses were maybe like an hour or a couple hours long. So I think what a lot of people default back to is if they're like, if they don't have the certifications or they don't have the experience that they feel they need, they just kind of like write it off and are like, okay, I'm going to just keep going in my job. But if your job isn't giving you the exact experience that you need or the best experience that you need, there are other ways that you could go about getting that that maybe are more time efficient and maybe eventually even better and more focused in the experience that you need. So once you kind of understand what certifications you need, then you could start to do research on, okay, how could I get this? What are the ways? How could I fill this gap? You don't necessarily need to go about, you know, getting a whole new role where you have to do certain things. There's definitely ways for you to be able to fill the gap with things like LinkedIn Learning, Coursera is another great one, Linda. And then of course there are typical like certification programs. Like if you want to get certified in Google Ads or if you want to get a SHRM certification, that's the Society of Human Resources Management. There's all these different certifications out there and there's definitely ways for you to get those. And they again can be valuable, but evaluating if they uh, what the time is, what the energy is that would go into it, the money that would be going into it. And then thinking about, okay, could I do that in like a week or a couple weeks and then start job searching or job search in tandem with getting these certifications? That's oftentimes what my clients do is that we figure out a path and if they need some additional certifications and things, then we get those things for them while they're still job searching. So you definitely can do these things in tandem at the same time. And it really boils down to figuring out, okay, what certifications do I want and how long is that going to take me? I also find that this is really helpful for just making a schedule of, okay, when am I going to do these things? When am I going to fit this into my day? And actually allows you to complete them rather than saying, okay, I'm going to go get these certifications and then never actually going and taking the action towards getting them. So that's the second thing. The third thing you want to think about is, could I get a role now with the experience I have? And or could I get a role with the experience I have now where a company would pay for these things? So, for example, what I mean by that is, again, one of the most common things I hear from people is that they want to get their MBA, which I, again, think is wonderful. That being said, there are many companies out there where you can get tuition assistant or tuition reimbursement. And that can apply to things like an actual degree, like an MBA, 
or it can apply to getting certain certifications. So I'm all about using your career as a resource, as a tool for you to grow. And one great way for you to do that is to utilize companies' monies <laughs> by using them to get certifications and additional education. And I say using them, but I don't really mean this in a way where it's you're using them in a negative way. I'm talking about, okay, you're coming in there, you're doing a job, a good job, right? You're bringing your resources, your experience, your talents to the table for that company. And in return, they're giving you a salary, benefits, and some perks. And one of those perks might be tuition reimbursement. So if you could get a role with your current experience, what would that look like, right? And can we find a role where you don't necessarily need to get additional things um, to, you know, add on to your resume? And or can we find a company where you can get these things paid for? That's really where we start to get strategic about your career decisions and making decisions that are going to serve you better and making decisions that are, again, using your career like this resource that I believe it can be such a valuable resource for you to be able to take that next step, get to that next level, rather than you having to spend your own money to get any of these things. The last thing is, is this a mindset block? And... I was just talking to my podcast editor about if I could curse or not. She's going to bleep that out. But y'all know what I mean. A rooster block, a C block. Because oftentimes I find that when you are getting uncomfortable and getting a new role, getting a higher level salary, getting more growth is seriously freaking uncomfortable. And when you're going to get uncomfortable, your mindset is going to come in and it's going to throw things in your way to say, hold on a second. We don't like this discomfort. We have never been here before. We can't predict what's going to happen because we haven't been here before. So we're a little scared and we're going to tell you some things to try and maybe make you not do this because we're feeling out of our element. And so a lot of times I think our mindset can say, well, mm, I don't know if you have experience for this. I don't know if anyone's going to want to hire you with the experience you have ooh, you know, it's really tough to get a job right now. You're going to need something to stand out and have an edge and all these things, right? All these thoughts and you all have your own thoughts, right? So I think that evaluating, am I doing this out of a place of truly, I know that this is going to help me move forward or I'm doing it out of the intention that I want to do this and it feels good to me or am I doing this because I feel like it's going to help me get rid of my mindset blocks? And I have found that getting additional experience and certifications in education does nothing to help with mindset blocks. And here's why. These things, certifications, education, experience, work on a logical level. Your mindset blocks work on an illogical level. They're coming from the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is illogical. Your conscious mind is logical. That's the part of the mind that we think we actively, I'm talking to you through this right now. My thoughts actively right now are my conscious mind. The subconscious mind is 90 to 95% of our decision making. It's controlling the show behind the scenes, but it doesn't work off of logic. It works off of feelings and emotions and long-term memories and trauma. So your subconscious mind basically is feeding your conscious mind information, but it's not telling you everything you need to know. It's just telling you the th excuse me, it's not telling you everything. It's just telling you the things that you need to know. So it's not saying, 
oh, Chelsea, I don't want you to apply for this job because when you were younger, you got rejected from this thing and that felt really bad. So we don't want you to get rejected from jobs in the future. It's just telling me don't apply for this job because you don't have enough experience, right? So getting more experience might for a short term help you to feel a little bit more confident. But at a certain point, I find that that feeling is very fleeting because again, it's working too much on that logical mind that those mindset blocks will just keep, keep coming up because there's a deeper rooted belief. It's not really about the experience. It's not really about the certification. It's actually usually about something that's a lot, lot deeper. Many times something that happened when we are younger in our past. And so I think that it's really important again to just evaluate Am I trying to actually go after this because it's necessary? I know that I need it based on the job descriptions I've looked at, or I genuinely just want to further my education and that feels good to me. Or am I making this decision from a place of fear and discomfort and feeling like I'm trying to cover up my imposter syndrome or my mindset blocks? So I really do feel again that this can be such a block (laughs) This idea that you're going to keep getting more certifications, more pieces of paper, more experience. And I mean, you can try it for yourself. I don't recommend it. But I often find, again, that that doesn't help in the end with your mindset. These blocks are going to still continue to come up even once you get that experience, even once you get that education, even once you get that certification. So really evaluate, you know, is this coming from a place of genuine interest or am I coming from a place of fear and lack? And that will really help you to figure out what you want to do in your next step. If you want to take this step to get these things or if you want to just move forward with a new role. So I hope that this episode just gave you some things to think about. Just to recap, there were four different pieces we covered today. So number one is to choose a path and figure out if that path needs the things that you're thinking about. Number two is to figure out how big the gap is that you would need and how you would go about filling it. Number three is if you could get a role with the experience you have and or if you can have a company pay for some of those things. And number four is that mindset C block, that mindset rooster block, evaluating if your mindset is actually getting in the way and making you want to do this and not actually coming from a logical place, but an illogical place to try to cover up some discomfort and mindset blocks. Thank you all so much again for listening and I really appreciate all of you who've listened to the podcast so far. If you're enjoying this, we do so appreciate for you to rate, subscribe, follow, and share. Thank you again so much for listening in today and I'll talk to you all soon.